Hello and welcome to another edition of Prophetic Times. I'm Dr. Deborah Hare Isom and today is the best day of your life. Today we're going to continue with our topic, Grace to Produce. Praise God. Now, we're going to start in James. We're going to start in James chapter 1 and we're going to start in verse number 22 through 25. But we're going to look at verse number 22 in the King James Version. And this is what it says. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So when we begin to look at that word doer in the King James Version, but in the Greek, uh, that word doer means bring forth. It means to bring those gifts, those talents, those things that are in you forth. Bring them out. Begin to utilize them. It means to cast out. And you know, when I read that cast out, it makes me think about uh, when a, a baby bird is old enough or, or strong enough to fly, the mother bird would cast it out or push it out of the nest. And sometimes it, they have to grab them and bring them back in the nest a, a few times before they have the confidence to actually fly. But guess what? Sometimes that's what has to happen to us. Sometimes we get so comfortable helping somebody else in their ministry or in their business or in their outreach or whatever, helping other people uh, until we, are, we, we, don't have, we don't have the confidence to move into what God has called us into. But you want me to tell you something? Sometimes it takes somebody to push you out, to say, go ahead and do your, do your own thing. Do what God has called you to do. And is that uncomfortable? Yeah, it's uncomfortable. But you know what? As you continue to try to fly and to continue to, to go forth, you're going to get more and more confidence as you begin to see uh, yourself being able to do those things that God has called you to do. Now, listen to this, because this is very, very, very important. Is it important for you to help another man or help another man do what he's been called to do? Yes, because the Bible says, how can I trust you with your own if you haven't been uh, instrumental in another man's work? So it's important that we help somebody, that we get on board and begin to push somebody else and help them to see their vision come to pass. But there's a season and there's a time when it's time for you to get out and begin to do what God has called you to do. It means to continue. It means without any delay. You know, sometimes, we, you know, people say, well, I'm going to start. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out and do what God has called me to do. But, you know, I'm going to do this first. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it next year. or Uh-uh. If God has spoken, if you have heard God speak, you need to do it then. You need to do it when God has given you the instruction. Begin to do what you can do. I know when God called me to begin to minister, I said, God, how, how can I start? I don't know what to do. The Lord said, you got a computer. You got some paper, make a flyer. That's exactly what he told me to do, you know. So I just began to, to do that and then begin to go out with water. He said, feed the homeless. I begin to take water out. And, you know, but once you begin to do uh, the small thing, do what you can do. You know, start with what's in your hand. Because if you start with what you already have, then you'll be shocked and surprised how God will begin to add and bring to your feet and bring to your feet everything that you need. And he'll bring the people. He'll bring exactly what you need to do what it is that God has called you to do. He'll do it every time. But you got to have the confidence to step out there and to begin to produce. You got to begin to step out there and begin to be everything that God has called you to be. And it says, um, to execute. Now, you know ex what execute means. It means to do it. 
Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Praise God. You got to get out there and make it happen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All God is going to do is provide you with the opportunity. And then you are required to step out there and begin to do the work. Now, God will put favor on you. He'll give you the surprise as you begin to step forward and do what, what needs to be done. He'll give you the manpower. He'll give you exactly what you need. But you got to make the first step. You got to step out there and begin to do what God has called you to do. Let me tell you, God told me that he told me the beginning of the year. He said this was going to be the year that we needed to allow uh, every opportunity to be taken advantage of. He said, when our door opens, step into it, praise God. And you know we're moving into a new year. September the 9th uh, uh, marks the, the new, the Jewish new year, praise God. So in that Jewish new year, we know that that uh, uh, number nine is another number that means completion. It's a, it's a number uh, uh, that means uh, uh, maturity. It's a number that means completion. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it means a lot of things and we got to get out there and begin to do what it is that God has called us to do. Praise God. It's important. It's very, very important. That number nine, it means I said completion already. I think I said that twice. It means development. Praise God. It is the number uh, for Abraham. Uh, praise God. So, you know, within the Jewish um, uh, alphabet, the uh whether every letter lines up with a number so when you add those uh letter those numbers up in the in the uh the, the word abraham it adds up to the number nine and the, the lord began to say that that is uh, uh uh saying to you that we are to receive all the promises of abraham glory be to god so moving into this new uh, season of patience, that's what it means. Number nine also means patience. We have to be patient. We have to start the work, begin to produce, but don't get impatient and say, well, I'm not all the way over here uh, by the end of the year, or the end of the season or whatever. But you know what? Be patient. Keep working. Keep being consistent. Keep doing what God has called you to do. And then you'll begin to see it. That number nine also means perfection. Uh, praise God. Now we know we can never be perfect until we see Jesus, but guess what? Perfection is maturity uh, uh, praise God so God is maturing us in this season what does that mean what well, praise God you have to be mature in order to produce because when you begin to produce folks start messing with you folks start talking about you folks turn their backs on you praise God so you have to be mature to produce because you have to understand that you're no longer walking with the chickens, but you're flying with the eagles. But you can't pay attention to what the chickens saying and what they're doing because none of it is going to be to help you Praise God. So you got to get to a place where you're mature in the things of God. Nine, hallelujah, 2019, that's your year. That's the year that you're going to begin to walk in that perfection, uh, uh, in that, in that uh, maturity, praise God. And it also means, the number nine also means those who accomplish the divine will. Glory be to God. So you got to understand. You got to understand, you got to be one of those who are ready to accomplish. Those who are ready to go out there, to be pushed out. Uh, uh, glory be to God to do uh, all of these amazing works. I tell you, I get excited when I start talking about uh, this stuff, talking about producing, because that's the will of God. God is not stagnant. He's not sitting still. He's moving forward all of uh, the time. Praise God. So it means to execute. It means to exercise. Exercise what? The gifts. 
exercise the callings, exercise everything that he's placed on the inside of you, praise God. Now listen, many of us ha uh, have more than one gift, most of us as a matter of fact. So sometimes God will just show you where he wants you to operate uh, in this particular season. So don't try to do everything at one time. Do the things that God is highlighting for that season. Exercise those gifts, glory be to God. If you never uh, desire to prophesy, you will never prophesy. But when you begin to allow God to stir that thing up on the inside of you, you have the faith to step out and do it. Praise God and exercise that thing. Hallelujah. You'll begin to prophesy and we all want to do that. The Bible says we all should desire to prophesy. Glory be to God. It says why? Because prophecy builds up the church. Glory be to God. So we got to exercise every single gift that God has called us to exercise in the season that he calls us to do it. Praise God. It means to fulfill, fulfill the call of God. Everything that he's called you to do, you want to fulfill that. Forget, forget, fulfill every task, every assignment. It means to gain. I want you to know something. When you begin to do what God has called you to do, you will gain. You will increase. Praise God. Not only will you increase, but all of those around you, all of those called into your circle. Praise God. Everybody around you will begin to increase based on that which is on the inside of you. It's funny how when people begin to see you produce, how many people want to jump on your bandwagon. You see what I'm saying? Some of those folks don't belong on your bandwagon and you can't allow them in, but I'm going to tell you something because they'll destroy what God is doing. But you will be surprised, hallelujah, at the number of people that try to jump on your bandwagon, hallelujah, when they begin to see you produce. And some of them belong and some of them don't. But I tell you what, them haters, you need to let them hate from a distance. Glory be to God. You don't need them messing up what God has called you. Uh, to do. It means to give. You know, many times when God is calling you to produce, he'll show you somebody or another minister or somebody else who's doing something similar to what he's called you to do to begin to sow into that, begin to give into that. And that creates your production. That makes you more fruitful. That makes you produce at a higher level. So we need to begin to listen and hear God uh, when he begins to say, sow into this, sow into that. So into this other thing. And sometimes, you know what? It's just a good idea. If you see somebody ahead of you and you know that that's something that God is calling you to do and it's good ground, then you just go ahead and sow into that thing and watch God begin to do a great work on the inside of you. It means to make, praise God. Let me tell you something. God, we are created in the image of God. And because God is a creator, we are creators. Now, God can create out of zero. But we can create out of the things that God has placed in our hands, praise God. So we can make our way prosperous because the word of God says we can make our way prosperous. So we need to begin to do that and think about that. And get this, it means to ordain. Praise the name of Jesus. Seeking a BA, master's, or doctorate degree in ministry education or just want to become ordained, then you want to contact us today. Aaron's Beard International School of Ministry where our motto is making success a reality. Our classes are tailored around your busy schedule while preparing and equipping you for ministry, business, and life. You can attend classes in person or online. We want to hear from you today. If you're called to any area of fivefold ministry, we want to hear from you today. Listen, in just nine months, you can be licensed and or ordained into your area of ministry. You know what? In nine months, you're going to preach, teach, 
prophesy and lay hands with a result, you're going to have classroom assignments and lectures. I want you to understand something. If you're called, call us. We're going to see you walk into your place. Now we know from the book of Jeremiah that he said, the Bible says that he has ordained, he told Jeremiah, I have ordained you before the foundations of the earth. When we were reading uh, in the uh, Holman uh, section of the Bible, it says, uh, tr a translation of the Bible, it says, um, I appointed you, praise God. But he ordained, it means to ordain. God ordains us before the foundations of the earth. But guess what? We need people. T.D. Jake said this, and I love it. He said this, he said, we need people to go before us and launch us out, glory be to God. He said, if Jesus needed it, surely we do too. John the, ba John the Baptist, he was famous. All people were coming from here and there and all everywhere. Uh, to John the Baptist to hear him uh, uh, preach and teach and also uh, to baptize them. But you know what? Jesus came to him and John the Baptist said, no, I, I'm not worthy. You know, I'm not even worthy uh, to, 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 to do this thing, you know. But Jesus said, you know what? Suffer to do it anyway. He said, go ahead and do it. Baptize me and launch me. If Jesus needed someone to launch him, you need somebody to launch you. Glory be to God. So God has ordained you surely from before the foundations of the earth, but you need a man or a woman to also uh, lay hands on you and say and, and present you to the world and say, this one has been called out by God. Praise God. So to ordain, to uh, perform, you got to do something. Praise God. You got to be a doer. This is a part of what the door uh, means it means to perform to do it to actually get out there and perform the things that God has called you to do I'm telling you when God called me to teach uh, the word of God and the priest of the gospel I'm telling you I was one scared chick you hear me but I'm going to tell you something I had an apostle and I give her props her name was um apostle Ivy Springer that woman of God she told me baby you called she said so what I want you to do is do it afraid when it came time for me to preach, she brought me in her office and she said, let me tell you something. You're called to do this. She said, it's inside you, glory be to God. She said, and she and her husband, they uh, pastored together. But both of them, they were just so um, powerful because, I, I mean, they turned out preacher after preacher after preachers. And today they're spanning the globe doing all kinds of things for the kingdom of God. And I appreciate that woman of God and that man of God. Because they were a team that looked and they saw uh, what was on the inside of a person called out. Even though they were afraid like I was, they developed and they helped me to go forth and to do what God has called me to do. And guess what? Now I can, you know, I'm not afraid to preach on anybody's stage. Glory be to God. But I say this to you. If you are called, you need to get busy doing what God has called you to do and not be afraid to do it. And even if you are afraid, just like she told me, do it afraid. Because all you're doing is stepping on the enemy's head and letting him know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to perform. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. I'm going to be a doer of this word, not just a hearer. Glory be to God. It means purpose. Don't you know we all have purpose? Glory be to God. And it's that our purpose is not based on what we look around and see other people doing. Praise God. We cannot uh, base what God has called us to do on what somebody else is doing. Mm-mm. No, we have to base it on the call on our lives, what God has spoken on the inside of us. Glory be to God. And then we can move out and begin to do what he's called us to do. It means have purged my God. Because when we get born again, glory be to God, and the Holy Ghost moves on the inside of us, he purges us 
praise God. And I like it. It says have purged because it's a finished work. Now, it may not be, we may not be walking in that today, and we may not be looking like, hallelujah, we've already been purged, but we've already been purged because of the word of God, because of the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, because of the spirit of the living God, hallelujah, living on the inside of, of, of us. So we can certainly go forth and do, because God has purged out what we don't need, and he has fired up that that we do need so that we can go forward. Glory be to God. It means to raise up. Praise God. God says, I'm raising up leaders. I'm raising up kings. I'm raising up priests. I'm raising up business people. Glory be to God. I'm raising up, hallelujah, all the people of God who have my spirit living on the inside of them so that they can do a good work. Praise God. You shall be a doer of the word of God. My God, my God. And so many times people say, well, you know, I'm not worthy to do what God has called me to do. Hallelujah. None of us are. We're not worthy on in ourselves, but we're worthy because of the blood of Jesus. We're worthy because of the spirit of God that lives and dwells on the inside of us. So we understand that in the, uh, in the old Testament and see, we're on the new covenant. We're on the covenant of grace. Praise God. Check out your covenant. Hebrews 8, 10 through 13, check that covenant out and see exactly what it is that God uh, has done for you. Praise God. Listen to me now in Leviticus, it talks about, uh, the priest and you know it, uh, you could only be a priest uh, in the old covenant if you first were Jewish Hebrew and you had to be from the tribe of Levi you had to be a Levite hallelujah in order to be uh, a priest but that's not the case today anymore but listen now in, Le in uh, Leviticus 21 17 to, through 23 it says say to Aaron for the generations to come, none of your descendants who has a defect may come near to offer the food of his God. 18. No man who has any defect may come near. No man who is blind or lame, disfigured or deformed. 19. No man with a crippled foot or hand. 20. Or who is a hunchback or a dwarf or who has any eye defect or who has festering or running sores or a damaged testicles, 21, no, and for testicles, so that he, first of all, he was saying, you have to be a man, all right, you have to be a man, uh, uh, and we know that's not true today, 21, no descendants of Aaron, the priest who has any defect, is to come near to present the food offering to the Lord, he has a defect, he must not come near to offer the food of God, uh, the food of his God, 22, he may eat the most holy foods of his God as well as the holy food. Yet, because of his defect, he must not go near the curtain, approach the altar. He could go near the curtain. That's going behind the curtain to the holies of holies to present unto God. He couldn't do that. Hallelujah. But we can all go boldly to the throne of God now, right? Amen. It says, um, yet, uh, yet because of his defect, he must not go near the curtain or approach the altar and so desecrate my sanctuary. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So we understand that's the old covenant under the old covenant. If you had anything wrong with you, you could not present anything to the Lord. Glory be to God. But see, that's the old under the new God says, come all everybody come unto me and I will do the work on the inside of you. If I've called you come just as you are and I will do the work that needs to be done on the inside of you. Praise God. I tell you, I just get excited about the word of the Lord. So let's go ahead. We're going to look at St. John 
a one. We're gonna look at St. John one, and we're gonna look at uh, 14, and then we're gonna go ahead and look at 17 uh, as well. So the word became hum uh, so the word became human. This is the New Living Translation, and made his home among us. Among us. But listen at it in the in the New Living Translation. This is what it says. It says. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Praise God. So when that newness came, the newness of the Spirit of God, hallelujah, Jesus came on the scene. Hallelujah. What did he bring? He brought truth and he brought grace. And under that grace, he brought unmerited love unmerited love and unmerited favor. So you, you got that love and you got that favor. So don't worry about what somebody has to say about why you're not worthy to do what God has called you to do. Oh yes, you're worthy. If he said it, then praise God. He knows what he's doing. So don't worry about what somebody else has to say. Look at this for the first number 17 for the law was given by Moses. See that was under the law. This right here, you know what Leviticus, uh, was a, a, a given according to the old law or the old way of doing things. But listen to this. He says Moses brought that law. But listen at this. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Praise God. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? He brought that grace, hallelujah, so that you can walk boldly into whatever. You know, I just keep hearing this in my spirit that there's somebody out there saying, well, you know, I messed up. I did this wrong. I messed up. I, I, I did all of these bad things last week, yesterday, even today. But God is saying, I'm bringing you back on the path. I'm bringing you back on the path. You are my righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. And I've called you. Go forth, daughter. Go forth, son. Do what I have called you to do. Hallelujah. Get yourself ready. Get yourself prepared. Because this is a new day. This is a new covenant that we are operating under and we can go boldly before the throne, throne room of God and do everything that he's called us uh, uh, to do. Praise God. So listen to this. Under that new, we weren't, you know what? Jesus wasn't even under the new covenant yet because the new covenant actually didn't take, come and take place until Jesus died and was raised again. But guess what? Jesus was not a Levite. Jesus was from the tribe of Judah. Praise. Hallelujah. He came to show us how this thing is supposed to be done. Glory be to God. That excites me. Now, from the Greek, the word truth uh, means to not conceal, but to make public. Praise God. So God is not concealing his word. He's not concealing anything. He's making it public. He's speaking it into your heart, and then he's allowing you to go out publicly and do what he's called you to do. And listen, again, there are going to be some haters who are not going to like it because they're going to be remembering who you used to be. Well, I remember when we used to go out and we used to do this, and I remember when you was this, and you, but you know what? You tell them, I'm a new creature. That person is dead. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. And you can do and you can be everything that God created you to do and to be. Now let's go ahead. We're going to look at Ephesians 2. Let's look at Ephesians 2 and verse number um, 11. Mm -mm -mm. Praise ye the Lord. 
Oh, yes, it's good. Okay, uh, uh, New, new uh, King James. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands. Now listen to me. I just love this because I listen to people always talking about circumcision or non-circumcision and all of that kind of thing. And, 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 and I remember long years ago I was in the church and the pastor was saying, well, you're going to be circumcised by uh by, by, by the pastor or by the, the preacher, that the word that they preach is going to circumcise uh, your heart. But that's not true. The Spirit of God circumcised the heart. The Holy Ghost circumcised the heart. God is not interested in what's going on in your flesh because this flesh is not going anyplace. This flesh is going to uh, desecrate in the ground once we're dead and buried. But you know what? The thing that's going to see Jesus is our spirit man. So the Holy Spirit circumcised our heart, takes away all of that hardness of heart, all of that stuff that uh, makes us uh, uh, against the things of God and, and gives us a new heart, a new spirit, praise God, so that we can begin to flow with the Holy Spirit, glory be to God, because we are spirit. Praise God. But we have a new spirit when we receive the Holy Spirit. So no, 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 no. The man or the woman of God is not circumcised in anything. The Holy Spirit does the circumcision. Glory be to God. I love that. I love that. So that's 11 and 12 says that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope. And without God in the world. But let me tell you something. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, praise God. When the Spirit of God goes on the inside of you, you have hope. You have hope. You have a circumcised heart, praise God. And you hear his voice. And you hear his instruction. And you hear his direction, praise God. And you can walk upright before God, head up, knowing that you are the righteousness of God, and you can go forth and do everything that God created you to do, everything that he's called you uh, to do, praise God. And I just love it. I just love it because this is something that people don't get right away. They don't really understand this right away. They kind of say, well, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I can accomplish. I don't know if I can do all of these things. But let me tell you something. You cannot do... <laughs> The Lord told me this when I first got born again. I was very into African this and black this and all of these kinds of things. And, and I would look around and say, well, my black brother did this and my black sister did this. So that means I can accomplish the same. I was good about looking around. That was before salvation. And then right after I got saved. But the Lord told me this. He said, don't look around at what other people have accomplished. Hear me. And you know what? You can do it because my word says so. My word says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So when you need two things, you need to know two things, that God called you to do it, hallelujah, and because he called you to do it, that you can do it because he said that you can do all things through him. Coming back next time, please come back with me. Seeking a BA, master's, or doctorate degree in ministry education or just want to become ordained, then you want to contact us today, Aaron's Beard International School of Ministry, where our motto is making success a reality. 
Our classes are tailored around your busy schedule while preparing and equipping you for ministry, business, and life. You can attend classes in person or online. We want to hear from you today.